0: Five Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go, brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Five Minutes with Phil. All right, so last week we concluded the uh, dysfunctional family week with uh, Peter, which we started talking about disciples. And so I'm just going to continue to go down that vein a little bit here and, and... Talk about another disciple, and he is known for, I would say, his greatest failure. Now, who is that? And he even has his name, right? His namesake, his nickname, the things that people call him when you say Thomas. You usually don't use Thomas alone. You usually use it in the uh, post-resurrection story where Thomas becomes Doubting Thomas, and so we've got doubters in the family. Oh no! Somebody alert the authorities. We have a doubter in the family. <laughs> you know, that's it, it. Is kind of funny um, that we would think about it in that way. But sometimes doubt has has been put in that camp of like, you know, like almost like a deadly sin. Doubt should be included there. Um, it's almost like doubt leads to uh, destruction and you know or doubt is destruction and And this is the and I've talked about doubt before, and it's once again, I'm just gonna focus on it again. Um, I learned a lot from Tim Keller um, in his book, The Reason for God, he talks about doubt and uh, I'm just going to read a little bit of an excerpt from it uh, just so that you can get a familiar understanding of, of what's happening. So he calls this a second look at doubt. So let's begin with believers. A faith without some doubts is like a human body without any antibodies in it. People who blithely go through life too busy or indifferent to ask hard questions about why they believe as they do will find themselves defenseless against either the experience of tragedy or the probing questions of a smart skeptic. A person's faith can collapse almost overnight if they have failed over the years to listen patiently to their own doubts, which should only be discarded after long reflection. Believers should acknowledge and wrestle with doubts, not only their own, but their friends and their neighbor's. It is no longer sufficient to hold beliefs just because you inherited them. Only if you struggle long and hard with objections to your faith will you be able to provide grounds for your beliefs to skeptics, including yourself, that are plausible rather than ridiculous or offensive. And just as important for your current situation, such a process will lead you, even after you come to a position of strong faith to respect and understand understand those who doubt I, I love that section um because really what it's it's trying to tell us about our our uh, brother or you can say great 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 you know in the family line doubting thomas right and you can say you know what we have a little bit more in common than what we thought, because whether we have confessed it or not, we've all had doubts. We've all had those, those creeping you know, things that are lurking in our hearts and minds, and if we don't deal with them, then they're going to be allowed to kind of take over. And when it does take over, then we start to lose faith right doubts tries to win right? doubt tries to take over and if we're not wrestling with the hard questions if we're just ignoring them for the sake of saying you know what just have faith right then what's going to win and faith is strong god is strong right but our doubts left to themselves can be dangerous And I I, I like a couple of things Um, there when when Tim Keller says, it's no longer sufficient to hold beliefs just because you inherited them. What does that mean? It means, you know what, I was raised in the church like this, yeah, yeah, so I'm, I'm good there. Well, what does that mean? I mean, and this is the reason why when people are looking at the church or they see Christians, I mean, and these um, even cultural Christians who are like, yeah, yeah, of course I'm Christian. I mean, I've always been a Christian. Well, what does it mean? I mean, and and then they get shook when somebody's questioning them. They get shook when somebody's like, well, have you considered this? Like, no, I've never considered that. Like, what? I mean, you've so... These doubts even come in from others. Sometimes it's ones that have generated within us, sometimes it's coming from outside. It's an opportunity to face these doubts, ask hard questions, get into really complex and really wonderful conversations with other people. Don't be afraid. And even in these moments, I mean, I, I, I find that a lot of what we call apologetics, things that we do to defend the faith, is not for those outside the faith, it's for those inside the faith. It helps us to face these doubts with people who are asking hard questions, people who have asked hard questions for a lifetime, and now they're saying, hey, let me give you some insight on this. This is what has happened when I've faced difficult questions. And those are the questions that i love to be able to talk through. It's the wonderful conversations that people are wrestling with and they think that they're not allowed to. And it's like, no, we need to give people room. Room to be able to wrestle with big questions. And that's the same thing when we put on, you know, Thomas, the Doubting Label. You know, Thomas is uh, is actually a, a, you know, very strong disciple. And, and Thomas, you know, in, in that has, you know, God working in Thomas has brought many people to Jesus. And that's the good news about even those who doubt, even those who struggle, God can still use them. And God's going to work mightily in our lives. Don't be w- afraid to struggle today. All right, everybody, take care. We will uh, see you tomorrow.